0: Hey there, everyone! It's Camber here with the YoPro. No, I am excited to introduce you all to Tori Levine today. Twenty-seven-year-old marketing operations, Twitter uh, for the Twitter developer platform. So I'm going to have you explain all of that in a second. Um, but Tori is currently in New York City and is in her lovely new apartment. So Tori, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Yeah, thanks, Camber. Happy to be here.
0: So I always like to start off interviews by sharing how we were connected. And Tori and I go way back, actually, like way, way back. <laughs> um, I met Tori. She was uh, a year ahead of me at Furman University when we were in school, and I actually met her at orientation, so even before I got on campus, really. And so Tori and I um, know each other for a long time, and I was really excited to reach out to her and uh, an interview. So. Tori, why don't we get started with just a brief background on you today. So, you know, kind of short to the point and then we'll really dive into the details of how you ended up at Twitter.
1: Perfect, so as Camber said, I went to Furman University, which was awesome. And I was super involved on campus, so was able to meet a ton of different people there. Um, you know, was an orientation staff and a missions ambassador and got connected to some of our alumni and one of them actually was the CEO of a startup in Atlanta and so I went there directly after college um, and it's been a wild ride. I knew I wanted to be in marketing um, and was able to kind of carve my own path, which was really awesome. And that's kind of how I got into the marketing operations sphere, because I didn't even know it existed prior. So yeah, <laughs> um, some really great opportunities comes from working at a startup right at of college. And I was able to leverage that and kind of get me to where I am today.
0: Right. And so there's a lot of things I want to talk about today in this interview. But one thing that you had mentioned kind of triggered me, my memory a little bit. I remember when I saw you last was in Atlanta. Um, So it was, you know, during your first job. And I remember you were able to leverage some stuff. And so talk about that experience, you know, briefly, but for people who are listening or watching, you know, what might that look like? And I, I, if I remember correctly, you really did carve your own path and you kind of held your own, like you were doing a lot at an early age and an early stage in your career. So walk us through that process.
1: Yeah, so I was connected to Mark Metz, who is the CEO of Relatech today, but at the time it was Relis Technologies and Relis Cloud, and so um, I was connected to him. He was a Furman alumni, and what was really great is that he was like, yeah, come in for an interview, was interviewed, awesome job offer, gets my first day of work, and I find out, hey, we thought that he hired you to be an intern, but you're a full-time employee. So what that meant is I got to kind of just create my own job, so that was awesome and i started as a marketing assistant at the age of 22 there so it was right out of college i started in june you know graduated in may you know really really fast um, but what was awesome was when i got in there since they didn't have everything specifically laid out they had some things and some great things laid out um, but since I, they didn't have every like single point of what i was going to be do, doing laid out i was able to be like hey at firm and i ran social media i was really good at that which led me into like taking over our sales force and really understanding how the metrics behind our social media worked. Um, And what was awesome is that within six months I was promoted and then within six months from that I was pretty much running the team. I was a marketing manager um, and we didn't have a CMO. I reported directly to our president um, and was able to kind of help shape the strategy and guidance behind our marketing team. And not being at a startup, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Um, I really started to understand what the numbers looked like and nobody had been able to do that for Relis yet. So um, it was a whirlwind experience because within the first two and a half years, we actually, that I was there, um, we were actually acquired. And so I was able to help with all of the acquisition and making sure that things were integrated correctly, um, but also like able to help with some of the comms behind the acquisition and was able to put that under my belt um, as well as like crazy things like launching websites. And I've launched like four websites for Relis and being able to break out Relis technologies and Relis cloud. I was a part of that. So um, that was a long winded way of saying at a startup, I was able to just kind of create my own career and also find out what I hated. Like, I think people don't talk about that enough. Like, yes, you know what you like, but it's more important to be like, Hey, I did this. I was bad at this. I was not good at it. I'm not great at writing content, and I know that. And that's how I kind of got on the operations side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that allowed me the opportunity to fail fast and to understand like, hey, I'm not good at this. I need someone to support me here, but I can do X, Y, and Z. Um, and that's what that's I was able very, to do as part of.
0: Very important to figure out. So I'm glad that you mentioned that, because I think that is something that's not widely talked about. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that. So all right, so you had this crazy real, unreal experience almost at a very early stage of your career, and then you jump to one of the biggest companies in the world. So, and one of the most, um, you know, successful companies, some would argue. So tell us about Twitter, um, you know, in this, this, especially in this day and age, you know, here we are in 2021, and there's so much being said about Twitter and these big tech companies.
1: Yeah, so what was really, really interesting is that when I was going from CloudReach at the time after we were acquired, to Twitter, I was in the interview process and we were talking about different uh, operations and building all of these things and really connecting the pipes, understanding leads and things of that nature. And Twitter is so well known that the phones have always rang. People are always trying to do things with Twitter. But some of that stuff just wasn't connected. They had never had a marketing operations person on our Twitter developer platform team. And so it was kind of like going from a startup to a startup, which was awesome because Twitter is an amazing organization. Like I can't say it enough. Like they tell people to come and be like their full self at work and you never feel like you have to be super buttoned up. I'm friends with my coworkers. Like it's just an awesome opportunity to be able to work there. Um, But you're making a huge impact on the world, you know? The whole thing is that we're, we're feeding the public conversation and we're letting people have that. And that's what our platform is. Um, and, you know, over the past year, it's been tumultuous. You know, there's, there's a lot going on politically. There's a lot going on in everybody's life. There's a lot going on with the pandemic. You know, no one has ever experienced anything like this. And it's cool to be a part of that conversation. And something that the Twitter developer platform side of the house does is we actually, uh, build on Twitter. So we're building things like bots and things of that nature that are applications that can actually help people. So a perfect example of this is uh, one of the developers and, and it's also open. So like anyone can build on it. So a developer that doesn't work at Twitter built this incredible Uh, application that connects people in India to resources as COVID is really bad there. Mm -hmm. So like they can get hospital beds, they can understand where oxygen is, and it really connects city by city so that people can get those, those things that you need. And I think what's awesome is you can see the good in social media that way. You can see the impact it can make on the world and the social impact it can really make. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's been an interesting time to be working in the social media realm, Um, but it's been a blast. And I think too, what's interesting is Twitter's only 4,000 employees. Mm -hmm. So like we are being, we are keeping up with people that have, you know, over 200,000 employees, like Google and Facebook are massive and Twitter is still this kind of like tight knit community, which I think is really awesome.
0: And I'm glad you mentioned that because literally as soon as I said, you know, one of the biggest companies, I did a mental (laughs) check because what I meant by that was really, it's just, it has a huge imprint, like it really totally. mean, cause it is in the ranks of Facebook and Google and because it is this big tech platform. And so I'm glad you clarified that, but in my head, I don't know if you could see it on no. my head, I was like, how did I say that, but it's true.
1: <laughs> no, and the thing is like, it's, it's honestly, when you think of it, you just think of it as this big imprint and that's exactly what it is. And it's, it's even more empowering to see that, like not that many people, like if in the grand scheme of things, not that many people are directly related and work directly for this company, and it just kind of shows you like a startup can do anything because it, if you get the right people in there and you have them in the right positions, like people are ready to go, they're ready to take off, mm-hmm. um, and it's just finding the best talent too. Uh, right. So it's it's a, it's a really cool opportunity. I I love working at Twitter, and it's yeah. Been no, I'm, a I'm lot so glad. And
0: remind, remind us how long you've been there now.
1: Yeah, so I started in 2019, so December of 2019. So I've been here about a year and a half, um, and, which has been awesome. And you
0: also, I mean, I think most people have probably heard this by now, Twitter employees are welcome to work remote full-time now, is that correct?
1: Yeah, so we never have to go back. in. one of our big uh, OKRs or goals is to be able to have a decentralized workforce. Mm-hmm. So the way that Jack Dorsey is thinking about this is, hey, people in Africa are using our our platform, but we don't have anybody there. Why don't we have anybody there? We don't know like how we can support them better. So I think it's a really big platform to be able to do that. And since we're decentralizing the workforce, we don't only want people in San Francisco and New York, Mm -hmm. um, so that we can be a better representation of a global platform. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to go back. I love the office. I'll probably go back like two or three days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, but in reality, like it's awesome that I don't really have to worry about where I am as long as I can get access to a computer and be the best version of myself as an employee anywhere in the world, then go for it. Like go and do it. Why not? And I think that's really empowering and shows that they trust their employees too.
0: It does. It really does. And I love that concept, you know, that you guys don't need to just be in New York and San Francisco. Like that's not represent- representative of the world and mm-hmm. you're serving the world. So I love that. And it's very clear to me that you're, you're so happy where you are. So tell us a little bit more about what that day-to-day looks like for you. So people who might be interested in your industry and your role one day, um, you you know, your
1: field, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So my day-to-day is very interesting. (laughs) No day looks the same. So I run all of our marketing operations for Twitter developer platforms. So that can be anything from helping with our vendor management and making sure that like, Hey, our creative agency that we work with is doing things the correct way. I'm helping them prioritize things, really the voice of our team to help make sure that relationship is working with all of our vendors. So working with that, as well as like, um, surveying vendors, things of that nature, making sure we're bringing the right people in. I also own the budget. So I help make sure that like, here's how things are shaping up. We're here's making sure that we're using it intelligently. And we're, we're really making it worth it. And like using every dollar to the, it's fullest, Mm -hmm. Um, as well as like the typical things of building reporting and dashboarding um, building tools for our team. So I actually run our onboarding program specifically for Twitter developer platform, which is called glide school. So I was able to bring, to build like a huge resource hub for that um, as well as like, I've just done a lot of big projects like that to make sure that our information is easy to send out. Um, I I run our internal newsletter so that people outside of the Twitter developer platform understand what we are doing and what we're building. Um, Because we don't want it to be a dark hole. We want people to know like, this is an awesome part of Twitter that we should be leveraging more. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I do a lot of different things. (laughs) I I like to think of myself as the arranger.
0: Professional, that's just kind of the (laughs) most
1: Yeah people like come to me and I can help them figure out who they should be speaking to about what. Um, And I'm kind of this nice flex tool that I work with all different parts of our organization and get connected past Twitter developer platform across Twitter, which I love Mm -hmm. um, and really learn from other teams too.
0: Yeah. I think that's great. And um, I think it's really reflective of a lot of different industries. Like I try to share with the audience that this is Normal to probably wear a lot of hats, you know. Whether you work for like full time, I work full time for a nonprofit, and that has four employees, and I wear a lot of hats. But you work for a company that has four thousand employees, and you wear a lot yeah. of hats. So it can be across the board. Um, exactly. I think it's important to share. So one thing I always like to ask my interviews is, "What has been a hardship for you?" So we've talked a lot about really positive things, which I'm really happy that you've had a positive experience, but. Yeah. Tell us about a hardship that you've experienced as a young professional, whether it was at Twitter or your first job, um, and how did you grow from that?
1: Yeah, so I'll talk about something that happened at Relis. So, you know, we went through that acquisition that I spoke about, and I think it's understanding that cultures change, and that's okay, and that when you are growing as a company, change is good. And I think that is for any company. So for example, like we were acquired by CloudReach and it's great. The company is awesome, but things change and you go to a different office, you do different things, you're working with different people and understanding that like a shift in culture sometimes is a good thing and it gets you put on the right path. Um, and a lot of times you, you go through organizational changes and structure changes and you're gonna work with different people and your bosses are gonna change and your direct teammates are gonna change and sometimes out of your control, roll with it. Like, I think it was really hard for me. Just like, I was so attached to Relis and understanding like, hey, this is a good thing. You're being exposed to like a huge company now. For We were about a thousand employees at Cloudreach when I was there, um, but it was London based. So I was able to travel to London and meet our British team. And like, it was just a really incredible experience. But in the moment I was so ingrained with like, Oh, but we're not the same anymore. And right. that's fine. And that's good. That's how you grow as a, as a young professional. You should want to be exposed to more and more people that can teach you more and more things. And I think it was really difficult in the, in the moment for me to realize that.
0: Yeah, that's a really great point. And um, I'm glad that you were able to put a spin on that, you know, eventually once you took a pause and, and realized that this actually is a good thing. So Wrapping up the interviews, I am mindful of our time. I want to ask a few more questions, um, one of which is very important. It's important to talk about, you know, what happens outside of the office because mm-hmm. you don't just work. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about that. What do, what do you like to do? What do you like about being a young professional and what do you do outside of the office?
1: Yeah, so I think so our office is great because we get a lot of food and stuff like that, which is like the perks are amazing at Twitter. Um, But outside of the office, I live in New York City now. And so I actually moved to New York right before the pandemic for Twitter, which like I wanted to be in New York anyway. My brother and my sister are here. My parents are up here a lot. So like it was kind of like coming home. Mm -hmm. But when I'm outside of the office, I love to invest in the community around me, whether that's friends, family, my dog, whatever it is. Um, And what's awesome is New York is a place where people are trying to meet other people, is how I've experienced it at least. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I bring a friend, and then four other people are bringing friends, and you have a whole new community to meet and to not even network, in, but just to connect. And I think that's what networking is just connecting with others and understand what they do and where they're coming from. Um, But like, if I'm not doing anything for my professional life, I'm usually walking my dog, I live right by Battery Park so like I'm taking her through the park and taking her to this huge dog park there. Um, Hanging out with my friends and my boyfriend and going and doing a lot of fun things like going to the Mets or the Yankees games. Um, We live right by Governor's Island now so it's fun to go and take city bikes around there. Um, So I like to be active and outside normally, uh, with just people that I enjoy and I love to connect with so yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, usually with my dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great that it's dog friendly where you are. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. Well, That's great. Thank you. I love, love hearing about that because like I said, you can't always be working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the last thing I'll ask today, you know, what last minute words of advice would you share with the audience that is listening in today?
1: Um, so I'll give two pieces of advice. One is take a risk. I didn't know anything about the technology world. When I started at Relis, I didn't really know anything about marketing. I really just knew about social media marketing. I knew that I was good at looking at the numbers and that was pretty much it. Take the risk, you know, imposter syndrome, everybody has it and that's fine. Just be confident in yourself and it's okay to have doubts in yourself. Like that's completely normal and you're a young professional you should if you don't you probably have other issues um but that being said take the risk and go and experience something new um the second thing is like along that note apply for jobs i never thought that i would get a job at twitter mm-hmm. i did so fun fact for me is the only place i've ever interviewed are relentless in twitter <laughs> so i just like off a whim was like saw this job opening was like yeah. i'm ahead of marketing operations at a startup right now like i might as well just like apply I applied the next day. I had an interview. So like, you really never know what's gonna happen. Don't think it's a pipe dream. Like, do it now. You can do it. Um, Yeah, and it's. I mean, I started my career at Twitter at 26, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, And if I would have doubted myself then and just like not thrown my resume out there, I wouldn't be here. So definitely just apply. You never know. Seriously.
0: I love that message. And you know, congrats on having such a successful first few years out of school and. You know, I'm excited to see where your career goes next. So thanks for joining us today, Tori.
1: Thanks, Camber.